Welcome to the 22nd episode of Downtime Podcast with your hosts, Elisa and Jeremy. My name is Elisa. Hey, everyone. My name is Elisa. And my name is Jeremy. Actually, my name is Alyssa. And my name is Jeremy. I like how you get mad when people call you Alyssa. It is wrong, though, right? It is wrong. That's correct. It's Elisa. Yeah, if you're a listener. It is wrong. It is incorrect. <laughs> I will not stand for it. If you're a listener, uh, her name is Elisa, for the record, like we've been calling yes. her. <laughs> Don't say Alyssa. Don't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a perfectly fine name, by the way. Yeah, people no in the judgment. office call you Alyssa on accident, I'm yes. sure. All the time, but it's all oh, good. Yeah. yeah, no hard feelings, right? I correct them afterwards. Yeah. Really random question. Sure. Have you seen that movie It? The the Stephen King based one? Yeah. Um the new one, right? Yeah, the new one. I have not, have you? I have not either, but I think I'm gonna see it at the end of this week. Oh, let me know how it goes. I watched They already announced the sequel for it. Oh yeah, I think they announced like a duology. It was gonna be two movies. And I heard it's really good. I've actually talked to people who say it's better than the first one. Yeah, I mean, that's what everyone else has been saying too. And there's not been nothing but good things about good rev- reviews and ratings about this movie. So hopefully, they'll all live up to it once you see it. I know it has one of the characters from um, Stranger Things too. Ooh, maybe I will have to check it out. Yeah, I forgot. It's one of the kids from Stranger Things. Yeah, I forgot. It's not Will. It's... Oh. <laughs> I know that much. Gotcha. I did see um, Kingsman 2 last Friday. How was that movie? I like the first one better. Really? I'm, I'm, I am I'm. want to see Kingsman. I love the first one. That was a movie that I didn't expect to be really funny and really good. So did everyone else. <laughs> I know. But the second kind of one, like Twenty One Jump Street. Oh yeah, no, totally. I yeah, that one. Can't, those those are the types of movies I love because they just come out of nowhere, and you're just like, this is amazing. Like more people need to see it, and then like through word of mouth and just like good reviews online, people start to see it. Yeah. But uh, the this... second one is it called like the Golden Circle or Golden tri- Triangle? I don't know, something like that. It's called the Golden Circle. Yeah. It. Mm-hmm. You know, my only gripe with it, I'm not, without spoiling anything, because I want everyone to watch it. And give their own opinion is like, the, I just feel like the plot was everywhere. Okay. And it was just like it wasn't hard to follow. It was just like, I felt like things happened too quickly, and um, like there were just there are a lot of plot holes in in the plot. Is it Channing Tatum's fault? I'm not gonna say anything because there's something about him that I can't say. <laughs> oh, I was I was totally joking about that too. <laughs> oh well, yeah, no, it, it's not his fault. <laughs> For anything, it's not just fault for anything. It's just, ah oh man, Channing Tatum. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> wow, I just. When you see something, it, you're gonna be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> something major happens with Channing Tatum in this movie. Kind of, not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go see, go see Kingsman Two, Golden Circle. It was an okay movie in my book. The first one was like a hundred times better to me personally. Still has Colin Firth, right? It does. If you've seen the trailers, uh, yeah, you're, it's pretty obvious that he's in the movie. Yeah. And if not, I'm sorry, I spoiled the trailer and the movie for you. I'm. That's what. That's who I'm excited for. Oh yeah, he's he's fantastic in this movie. 
Michael Gambon is in this one. Michael Gambon played Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies. So oh they, crap! So they got another I Michael. Don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen that actor without a beard. <laughs> I know, right? It was so weird. I like. I think about it. No, for real though, because like I recognize the voice. What else is Like honestly, uh, like Harry Potter. <laughs> That's the only thing. To, like for real though, like I've never seen him outside of Harry Potter, and when I recognized his voice, I was like, oh my god, that's Gandalf. Not Gandalf, what am I saying? It's Dumbledore! <laughs> oh my god, I'm getting my wizards mixed up. <laughs> Shame on me. It's all good. <laughs> Moving on, uh, some pretty big stuff happened this past weekend. Yeah, it's been four days of Tokyo Game Show. Oh my god, I love Tokyo Game Show. Awesome games that, where half of them were never gonna play. Or we're gonna play in four years. Oh yeah, especially for like English localiz- localizations. Oh man, I I really like this conference a lot, especially because um, a lot of these games are ones that I would definitely play. Same. Um, obviously they showed more um Kiwami Two footage. Yes. Which was so cool. I liked how you could go to Osaka, and they showed. I it. know. I think. That was a huge appeal for me that you can choose between two places. Like currently with Kiwami 1, you can't really uh, travel to areas. But the fact that they're adding this as well as just adding Majima back is great. We're not really longtime fans of the series, Lisa. Like some other people have been playing it since the PS2 days. And we didn't really experience all the joy and magic that a lot of people had over the years since we're kind of relatively new fans. But I will say that... It's been it's a nice pace for us since we played as Majima in Zero and then we didn't play him in Kiwami and now we're gonna get to play him again in Kiwami too. To think that this has a following and Zero came out and all these people want will replay it just to play with Majima shows how how much of an impact he had in Zero. And of course everyone is always was always curious about Majima's character as just the random guy who pops up out of nowhere within the series and then you actually add a backstory to him and all of a sudden he's a very intriguing character and now you're gonna play with him and there's gonna be like completely new stories for everyone old and new fans yeah can't wait that's what i love about the yakuza games as well is that you don't really need to play the previous games to play any title in the series because they kind of catch you up to speed in the beginning of each game which is really nice exactly but yeah, Kiwami 2 looks to be promising. And Sega's been uh Sega's did really well this past TGS. They showed, I think, like the first 20 minutes of gameplay. It was a it was a lot. In the Dragon Engine, this the city of Osaka looks more lived in. Like <laughs> I was watching um the did you watch the footage where the announcers talking? Like they were talking I did. They were talking to the producers, right? Or the producer of the yeah, game. Yeah, I thought I I actually watched like majority of the gameplay. Or all the footage that they showed. So I was watching one, and like, at the end of it, it was like Kiryu for, for like, like photographing these like models, like live action models. But before that, um, in the beginning of the video, the like the announcers were talking to the producer Toshiro Nagoshi, and they were like, "Oh man, like there's the giant crab in Osaka," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's awesome." And I was thinking in my head, like, like they they're really impressed by it, because like if I were to see that, 
at, at the time too because I've never like I, I guess they never like saw the game before or maybe they haven't played that version of the game before and so when they saw it, they're like oh man I think there were like comedians who were talking to him and they're like yeah like there's a giant crab and wait like what you included that ramen place that ramen place sucks and then the producer's <laughs> laughing the producer's laughing he's like that's my favorite ramen place and they're like really like you like that one I this remember is- that yeah 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 <laughs> they're like mazui which means like it sucks I was like oh my god <laughs> It was so funny. No, I, to- I totally remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was awesome. But yeah, like, it's the city feels and looks lived in. Like, I know it feels looked in, lived, looks in, it looks uh, lived in in Zero, but this game, I just, I guess it's um just the amount of detail they put into the Dragon Engine for this game that just makes it look like, just like Osaka, like Osaka should look like, which I think is so cool. Yeah, more realistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kiwami and Zero are pretty realistic as, in terms of how the city looks and how the city is as a, as a character unto itself. But yeah. man, this one is just like ultra realistic. Like you can literally go to a vending machine and buy one drink. Shit, dude. I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I mean like... Since, uh, since, since I played this game. Yeah, yeah, right. Since February when we've both played <laughs> this game. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like back then we were talking about how realistic the the city is, and when we saw footage of six, we're like, "Holy shit, this game six looks even more realistic!" Like, oh man. I know. It's gonna be great. Uh, like Hopefully... six looks pretty freaking awesome. Oh yeah, totally. But I don't think they're gonna have pocket circuit racing, which makes me sad. Ah, uh, well, what are they gonna have then? Karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> which is good. <laughs> All right. All right, real talk. So speaking, so speaking of that, I think we're thinking of the same video, dude. That camera game, Yakuza has some of the most interesting fan service side ga- side games that you can play. <laughs> Yo, for real though, and I don't know why the like, producer picked like only porn stars to be the women in the game. I mean, I get it, that's cool, and a lot of males oh, play this game. Oh, was she a porn star? <laughs> like I would say, most of the main character women in in the games are all porn stars. Oh, <laughs> I mean, um, oh, shoot, you, you know, you I thought, like, telef- I mean, to, huh? I, I mean, to be honest, I thought they were like models. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, wow. Okay. They're like all Grever models and all porn stars. And what's Grever? Grever is like a genre of magazine, I guess, or, and pictures where it just shows like clancily dressed women and you t- Oh, it's a, it's a play. It's kind of yeah, but there's like no nudity. Like sometimes there's nudity, but yeah. Oh, like, I don't know why I know this. Okay, don't judge okay. me. I, <laughs> oh. I, I'm a guy. All right, I know all this stuff. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I look. I did my research. I did my. I love this series so much, so I did my research. That's my fallback. For research purposes. <laughs> yes, exactly. For, for science. Purposes. For science. <laughs> for science. But okay, so I have played the telephone game. You know, I I did all the side quests just to get that trophy. Did you ever go to like the, the in, in Zero? Did you ever go to like the the DVD the DVD shop and watch a movie? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, so that pretty much is self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. You know what? Wow. I should have known that they were all porn stars. And if you look at some of the hostesses for Majima's Club, those women can yeah. be found in the videos in the video store that you watch. Like yes, yeah, and I, I, kn- I, I know, I recognize that. Yeah, well, I'm just telling you, if you ever do a Google search on any of the women in the game, you're gonna get a lot of results. So NSFW, am I right? Yeah, or- no, yeah, or- yeah, just you know, go okay just, when no one's looking at home in your own time, just Google search yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, this ca- the whole camera game was, I don't know why I was just like, wow, this is, this is weird. Yeah, it was I don't totally know. weird. 
I'm a straight girl. This was, <laughs> this made me feel uncomfortable. No, even as a guy, like <laughs> the fact that it was live action too was like like this is feel it felt out of place for me because I'm so used to everyone being like a CG rendered version, but then yeah, if you, seeing live if action you've... was weird. I just realized if you notice in Zero when you went to that DVD store, they were actually all like real videos. Yeah, it just felt out of place in a way. Do it for the trophy. Yeah, pretty much. I'm sure there's a trophy that requires you to watch all the videos. I think in Zero there's one for watching all the videos. I'm not sure. Really? I thought there was only one for just watching a video, but you have to watch all of them. I don't know. Maybe collecting all the the women card things. I see. You know, all the little cards yeah. you find. I think that unlocks the yeah. videos. I don't remember. I digress. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> Kiwami 2 wasn't the only thing. Sega also had um, Hokuto uh, Gotoku, which is like Fist of the North Star, but like it, oh, like a man. Yakuza like a Yakuza version of that game because uh, Toshiro Nagoshi produced that game as well. So oh, God. it's pretty cool that like, like they have a Yakuza-style gameplay or game of, of Fist of the North Star. I know. I was so like intrigued by it. I was like, wow, like it looks like the anime slash slash manga but it's like a yakuza gta version it's cool yeah and um it's also a tv show right yeah it was a extremely popular anime back in the 80s and there's like a lot of memes that came from it i think well just mm-hmm. one in particular that said uh, uh uh you are already dead which is one of the characters said in japanese so if you oh. ever, so if you ever go to like Reddit or just like forum and you see someone saying "Omaiwa mo shindeiru," which means that you're already dead, that's from Fist yeah. of the North Star. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but that became a meme. I don't know if I've ever heard that before. Uh, I, I see it like quite often on Reddit. It's so weird. <laughs> hmm. It's usually followed up by "nani," which is what in oh, Japanese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know that. <laughs> I know that there was a PS3 game for it. I've never played right. it before. Yeah, I, I don't really know much about the series. I just know like the time frame and random stuff about it. And I'd really, yeah. I haven't played the game on PS3 either, as you just said. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good game on the PS4. I mean, I, I'll, I might pick it up. I don't know anything about the series, but I know a lot of people who's, who's that is their favorite series. Like, Fist of the North Star is like their thing. So okay. I might pick it up and play it. We'll see. Because I like, I like the work that Toshiro Nagoshi produces. So, looking forward to that. Awesome. What were what were some yeah. of the things that you liked coming out of TGS? Um, one thing that I was paying attention to was all of the VR demos that they had. There's this one VR called um, Determination Assassination Classroom. I know the anime or manga. Yeah, and um, it's gonna be available on the Vive. Oh. And I, and I was watching it, and it looked it looked really cool. It looked gorgeous too. Wow. Yeah, cause um, I think what the what I was watching there was like some sort of dragon type monster. Look really nice, like the scales and the horns and everything about it was just so detailed, and it didn't freak me out that much. But I suppose if you're actually wearing the VR, it would have been <laughs> a lot scarier. Oh no, totally. I was also watching a quick demo of the, of the um. Final Fantasy fishing game, Final Fantasy for Final Fantasy fifteen, Monsters of the Deep. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> now, who would have thought that so many people love the fishing that they created a game out of it? Let's just let's just say that. <laughs> Yo, for real but, though. But there was some. I don't know. I can I can see why something very simple like this 
can be liked by a lot of people. But my next question to you is how much is it going to be? Because if it's going to be $30 or $40, anything over $30, anything over $20, to be completely honest, I don't think it's worth it from what I'm seeing. But if yeah. this game was like something really simple, like $15, I, I can understand the appeal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, don't want to pull in Uncharted and have, like, what, how many hours? Five hours? Four hours of gameplay for, like, 40 bucks? I know. And everything um, in general with the controls seemed okay. You're watching... <laughs> in in one of the scenes, like, Prompto was trying to take a picture of someone, and then you were actually watching Noctis, and the scenery that they had was really nice. Like, the the video that I watched was on IGN, and Prompto was, like, in this, like, gorgeous turquoise water scene where you can fish, and it looked really cool. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and so there's a lot of really fun areas that where you can fish. A lot of them are based off of the game, and some of them, I think, are completely made up. Oh, that's awesome, actually. Yes. So fishing, guys. It's the <laughs> next best thing. It's the next big thing, everyone. Fishing it's and Final next Fantasy. Big f- exactly. If you're not on this, then I don't know. Listen, if Animal Crossing can do it, if Harvest Moon can do it... Wait, those are Leipzig Nation games. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, lastly, with the VR, did you see any of the pictures or um, videos of the Thermo Reel? I did not. Would you like to explain it to me? Thermoreal is just like another set of goggles and there's actually a temperature to it. Okay. So it can get cold or hot or do all these different uh, different types of things to um, add more to your surrounding. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And I, th- I want to say that it's actually, Co- it's not Japanese, it's Korean, but it was featured there. That's awesome. I remember reading an article when it was first when it first got popular. Um, I don't know how it does it, but it can even apply pain so that when you're hit or something or when you're supposed to feel something. What if you don't feel pain? Then you know what? You're never going to feel pain. You're never going to feel this VR. You might as well. Why are you even buying it? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's real right there. (laughs) And that's and that's. That's some real ass shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Elisa laying down the tracks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> but I know. But um there's not much else that I know about it. I think it's not it's not um con- it's not a consumer product yet for sure. Hmm. Okay, so it's kind of like uh like when the Vive and the, was first yeah and the, and the rift oculus rift yeah well, and the, it was the, like eight hundred dollars yeah oh it's like, exactly God, yeah. like that <laughs> uh, yeah okay well, i mean of yeah. course these things will get more mainstream later on but they're you know still in testing phases exactly and then awesome. two more things sure both of them are square enix related one final fantasy 9 is on playstation 4 now saw that yep yep if you haven't played it on PlayStation 3 or its original PS2 console, well, there you go. Well, you, can't, um, you can't tell about him raising my hand. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's actually my second favorite Final Fantasy, so I really like this one. This is a Final Fantasy where it's definitely more about the storyline. Well, all the Final Fantasies are about the storyline and the characters, but you don't actually have 
a romantic couple in this. It's all about friendship. That's why I really enjoyed it. Ooh, very cool. Yes, family and friendship. Okay, I might pick this one up, honestly. I've never yes. played a Final Fantasy game before, and I might pick this one up. Yeah, this one is really, really cute. I like it a lot. Maybe I won't pick it up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. Oh, there's a really popular um, character that comes out of this specific one. And um, because his look is very distinct, uh, his name's Vivi. And he's this black mage. And he looks and he has like a witch hat. And it's like a it's like a very like a short witch, but very cute looking. And yeah. I can't really. I can't really describe it in that much more detail, but it's like if you see what Vivi looks like, it's you may have seen him before in just like prints or online or in other video game stuff. Yeah. So like a it's a it's a very well known look. Yeah, I think that's the only character I can like instantly recognize aside from Cloud from like a yeah. Final Fantasy game. So yeah, I think I've seen like for the trailer of the game, like the thumbnail was Vivi. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know mm. that guy. I, just didn't know really the name. I don't remember what the name was until you said it like a few seconds ago. It doesn't surprise me he's the thumbnail. Yep. That's the draw for nine, right? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I think and I might then, pick it up. Yeah, you should. And seriously, their freaking, um, their merchandise store was off the chains. Like, oh, my God. Did you actually see some of the images they had? Squares store? Yeah, Square Store. Oh, yeah, they had yeah. all kinds of figures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like card games and there's just so much awesomeness. And you never see that type of stuff, really. At least I'm, I'm telling you, let's go to TGS next year, please. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't even, we should. I don't even think half of the stuff is in the store, their no, official store. I think it's only at TGS. Oh, God. Because it's open to the public and anyone can go. Yeah. And that's so cool. Like, ugh, come on. If you, All right. If we got a sponsor in the future, we're going to TGS. <laughs> Yay. Sounds good. Sponsor, please. Someone sponsor our trip to TGS. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, A&A. Best airline ever. <laughs> I've never flown A&A, by the way. Oh, man. Oh. I did. And it was the best airline I've ever ridden. Damn. I've only been to United, Air China, United and Air China to get to Japan. Never been uh, on A&A. Wait, you rode Air China to go to Japan one time? Yeah, I had a, lay- a layover in Taiwan. How was the- oh that oh the recent trip? How was the the flight from using Air China? Um, I know that Air China in general is badly reviewed. I had a pleasant <laughs> time. Okay. Um, well, okay, bad is not the right word because there's like, but average. Gotcha. I know that Air China is average, but I had a newer jet. So chairs oh. were new, TVs were new. I watched so much dramas. Oh, on that nice! Flight. I know it was really awesome. Um, I another factor of it is I was actually sitting not, I was sitting in the first row of coach, so I had leg room. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so that's a that was another factor to why I enjoyed my flight. Oh man, that's so actually cool. I realized my flight back to san francisco i had the whole row to myself oh wow really i've never had that happen before all of my flights have always been full this was the first time that no one was sitting next to me and i slept horizontally on a plane for the first time oh wow <laughs> That's yeah so cool. it was the, yeah it was pretty amazing yeah i've had a really pleasant time on that 
on that um, airline. But um, like I said, I had a newer jet. That's really nice. I mean, I've only heard okay things about Air China, but I'm yeah, glad they're average. Had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Air China and United are pretty okay in general, aside from you know some hiccups, some instances where their airline doesn't do so well because of some stupid PR stunt or like some oh, God, something happening to a passenger, as in with recent mm-hmm. events. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I know I know mm-hmm. someone who flies Air China quite frequently, and I use United quite frequently. And in fact, it's the only airline I've actually ever flown. Um, I think I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's and I've had a pretty good experience so far. Knock on wood. Um, but yeah, I mean they're both in the Star Alliance, those two airlines, so it kind of makes sense that they're just okay. <laughs> yes. But ANA's in the Star Alliance as well, and they're like one of the hi- most highly rated airlines in the world. So I don't know. That's our rant about airlines. For real though. There's actually one more Square Enix thing that happened, and it's the Left Alive trailer. I saw that. Yeah, and I think it's like a survival action game. It looks really nice. Yeah, but honestly, it, that I was... Think... No, I was about to say, I don't think Square Enix has ever done anything like this, unless I... No, no, this is the only thing I've heard of so far, and to be fair, um, I, I'm waiting to see some gameplay, because it was just like a cinematic trailer that I saw. And I don't remember anything that said, like, this is real, real in-game footage or something, so I won't believe it until mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah, I mean, Kingdom Hearts was announced some years ago. Kingdom Hearts 3, I mean. I don't, I don't know, even I know don't when know. it was announced. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that game is dead to me. No, 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 but it was shown, <laughs> at, it was shown at TGS as well. They had, like, some stuff yeah. about it. They did. It's getting somewhere, I suppose. Did they Basically. release, did they say a release date for it yet or no? Um, they gave a release date for it. I think they said 2018, which means 2019. <laughs> so I just no, 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 no. Those are a lot of um the things that I followed at TGS. A lot of the announcements were HD re-releases. Yes, and I'm actually okay with that because these games are pretty cool. Yes. Um, Shenmue Three got some some stuff happening there, but they didn't. I couldn't find any footage of it. I I just heard that it was there. It was just it was present, <laughs> present and accounted for. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Shenmue Three. I never played the first Shenmue games. I do have them on Dreamcast, but I never played them because I just I th- I was just too young and I wanted to play my Sonic, and you know nothing gets in between me and my Sonic at that age. Yes. So, so obviously, like. Yeah, I didn't really like. Basically, Shenmue was Yakuza before Yakuza. I'm looking at um the animation for Shenmue. Yeah, and it looks like it's a PlayStation Two game. Like the <laughs> oh yeah, like, like the way the graphics are. Which I mean, it might be going for that look in the first place because a lot of games are doing that these days, where they're going for old school look. So, are you talking about Shenmue Three or the first Shenmue? I think I'm talking about Shenmue Three. Are you I'm looking... looking at a screenshot for it right now? Oh yeah, the the, the graph. Everyone's complaining about the graphics because the producer used uh uh, what's his name? Yu Suzuki. He used like I think it was Unity Engine or was it Unreal Engine? It was Unreal, Unreal Engine. Engine. Yeah, and then but the game looks like shit, and everyone's giving him shit about it because like, why are you? <sighs> we paid so we paid you so much money in the Kickstarter from two years ago. Why are you making the game look like it's from like two thousand seven? <laughs> 
So maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe that's the art style. It's called aesthetic with each letter spaced out evenly. No, but for real, I mean, I don't really have a complaint about the graphics. I I will say that yes, it does look like a, look like a PS3 game or a PS2 game, but uh, if the story's cool, then I'm okay with it. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it either. Like I said, a lot of that's what a lot of games are doing right now. Oh yeah, no, I mean to be fair too, this is an indie game, and like a lot of indie games don't have the best graphics. But yeah, I mean, I know a lot of fans are expecting a better looking version of Shenmue for their next generation console or PC or whatever it's coming out on. And I was never yeah. a huge fan of the series to begin with, so mm-hmm. eh, I have no say. You, we both kind of touched on a lot of stuff in TGS. I mean, I don't really have much to say about TGS um, other than what I just said about, about like the game and the podcast, not the podcast and the <laughs> cosplay was legit AF. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the people who cosplayed like shout out to those people. They, man, they really came through and, they made TGS what TGS is supposed to look like. They go all out for cosplay, and I respect that. Yeah. And they make all their costumes, too, which is respectable. Gotta, gotta go full costume. <laughs> Basically. If you're, gonna, if you're gonna commit, you're gonna commit all the way, right? I was about to say, have you ever heard of that TV show called Heroes of Cosplay? Wait. Um, is it by Crunchyroll? I, it might, it probably is. Because I knew, I know, I knew the guy who was the host for that show. Okay. Well, if it was produced by Crunchyroll, I saw it on the Sci-Fi channel. Ah, I think that's but the it, same show. But, okay. And how they feature a bunch of cosplayers. Right, but there's a lot of criticism behind that show because they're, it's like really one-sided. Yeah, I was about to say... They, uh, with any reality show, obviously, especially in a reality show that's based in America, you're always focused on the drama. And this was just a lot of drama. Oh my god. Yeah, like, <laughs> so much. Who would have Who would have thought that there was a lot of shit going on due to cosplay? I mean, obviously, that is just focusing on one side. But I'll tell you what a lot of the show focused on. A lot of um, cosplayers don't like each other, especially, like, the top-tier kinds, and they will, like, sabotage you, and all kinds of things. Wow, like, I I, I see where you're coming from, because I actually saw the first episode, and yeah. and like I, like I said before, I actually met the guy who was the host for the show, and he also produced and created the show, and when I talked okay. to him, like, I asked him some questions about the show, because I was really interested in, like, how he got started and and like why did he make the show and mm-hmm. I, I don't really I don't think the guy him, the guy himself doesn't cosplay at all so it didn't really make any sense to me why he made the show and yeah. uh, he just he was kind of an asshole too when he talked about it. like he's really stuck up oh, geez. Uh, he was, was really he stuck like, up was he just was he just there for the women <laughs> I don't know like he was just like he's like yeah I, like yeah I really create I, I really I created the show because you know it was just something I'm really passionate about I think people who cosplay really need to get their voice out there and they really need to uh uh you know showcase their work to the to the public and I watched the, and I watched an episode after I talked to him and I was like this has nothing to do with what he just said like this is just a bunch of drama yeah. <laughs> like what yeah, the hell really. the biggest thing about that show is it was clearly appealing to a certain audience yeah. And if you really wanted to cover the whole spectrum of cosplay, there's a bunch of people you could have featured on that show, which were, is not what was actually presented. 
No, honestly, like if you're listening to this and you want to see some really good cosplay that's not a picture online, like go to your local anime convention, go to like a a cross country anime and uh, convention, go to like like Anime Expo in LA. Like those, there's some really really talented cosplayers around the around the U.S. and even around the world, and like just check them out. Like don't don't watch yeah. a TV show that's supposed to be made for drama about cosplayers that want to make it in the game or like want to be better than everyone else. Like those are just it's just for TV and. Those aren't to me like those aren't the real. That's not the real heart of cosplaying. Like that's just a joke. Like talk to actual cosplayers and they'll tell you everything about their costume, how they made it. They're like like basically their whole like reason why they got into cosplay. And I think that's more fascinating than talking to some show producer who thinks that showing cosplay on TV is gonna make good television. Yeah, some of the best anime cosplay I've seen happened at Fanime in San Jose. Yeah, I mean even oh yeah no totally even like. All over California, like there's a bunch of anime conventions that even the smaller ones have pretty good cosplayers. I have a cousin who's actually a cosplayer. She she does a lot. She's pretty, she got really really good over the years. Like she makes all her own stuff. That's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, that's cool. I yeah, I would love like if I had if I had that much time to sew or had better sewing skills, I'd probably do a lot of cosplay. Maybe not at a conference, uh, not conference, maybe not at a convention level, but I've definitely put more effort into my Halloween costumes. Yeah, no, same here. I mean, honestly, I I, I think I told you before, but I bought my costume recently. I'm going yeah. to be Brock from Pokemon for Halloween. <laughs> it's going to be so cool. I could yes. pull it off. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm just lazy and I don't have time to make it. So I might as well just yeah. buy it. It's a hobby. It's a hobby sewing clothes and making clothes. Oh, yeah. No, like, I already have two expensive hobbies, and one of them is video games, so I can't really, like, get another one, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, TGS, I don't really have anything else to say other than I'm excited Same for here. everything that's coming out, and I hope that we get an English translation of Kiwami 2 soon. And I wonder what the, like, the special edition of Kiwami 2 is going to be, like... Like, like for six, like we talked about last time, how six has those really nice bar glasses and we, we both ordered them and like, it's so yeah. cool. I can't wait to get those. Um, but I wonder what two is going to have. I think I read there's going to be a soundtrack in Japan, but of course it's going to be different for the US. What do you mean by soundtrack in Japan? Because like don't it, they share the same score? Like in Japan, I read that the special edition of Kiwami 2 is going to have the soundtracks for both Kiwami and Kiwami 2, like in the oh, special okay. edition with like an art book um, and some other stuff. I just Got don't it. remember. I don't remember. I oh. always love art books. Oh yeah, art books no. Are super fascinating. I love seeing the progression of character artists when yeah. they're making um when they're making the characters as well as uh storyboarding that that type of stuff behind the scenes is awesome. Oh, I yeah. hope they have a they have something of that degree. I don't think I'd get the collector's edition cuz I'm already getting the one for the 6th, but yeah. Yeah, I think it would be super cool if they included something like that. Oh, no, yeah, no, I agree. Like, I'm also, I'm getting six as well. But uh, for two, yeah, I think I'll, I'll pass on it. If it's really, really, really good, I might buy it. But, yeah, like, I, I really, really like about six is that it's practical. Like, the glasses you could use, you know? Yeah. With an art book, you might only look at, like, you know, a couple times a year. But for the glasses, you could use them as much as you want. It's true. So and it wait. comes with ice cubes. I know. That's like, ah, oh, it's so perfect. I, I think I showed you a picture, but like this past weekend, I had Yamazaki 12-year whiskey with my friend. And I lived the Yakuza dream, dude. Like I put ice, 
I, he, he gave it to me on the rocks. So I just felt like I was like, I felt like I was Kiryu at a bar drinking it. It was, it was like the, one of yeah. the most nerdy things ever, but I was like, oh, it's so cool. Oh, I really want to try it, especially after your damn snaps. <laughs> I'll bring back some other stuff when I go to Japan next time. I'll, okay. I'll, I, I told you I'll bring back something and we'll, we'll share it together. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll do my best to find some 12-year Yamazaki, but it's like super hard to find right now. Mm. And I read that, or my friend told me that in Japan, um, since they started putting it out on shelves, a lot of uh, rich tourists from China will come in and buy them in bulk and then leave. Oh, so you have to buy it through a bootleg um, person in China. Or you can buy in the States. For more ex- okay. You can buy it for 100 bucks in the States, but in Japan, it's like 50 to $60. Oh, yeah, is... there's no need to buy it for 100 in the U.S. Oh, no, it, it just, it's just really price gauged, and it's, it's, oh, it's too expensive. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll, I'll try to find some. But, yeah, I, wanna, I really want to – I want you to experience it with me as well because it's like – it's something that's really unique to – to both the game and to actual Japan because it's like one of those whiskeys that won a lot of awards around the world and some oh, say it's, some say it's better than like European scotch. So sounds good. Yeah. Shall we move on to questions? Yes. Cool. So we're going to do questions a little bit different, but some of the questions that you all asked this week or the past two weeks actually have to do with games that we're currently playing. So we're going to not only answer your questions, but incorporate that to our updates on our games. Yeah, and of to that point, thank you to everyone who submitted questions. We really, really, really like reading your questions and and like like just knowing that you're listening to us and like you appreciate what we say. That's really cool. Definitely. Like Elisa was telling me today that she there were four questions and i got really excited like i can't believe people are asking us questions it's something that's i know just, it's crazy yeah it's so awesome oh yeah totally totally <laughs> um all right so we have four questions today the first one is from anonymous whoever you are thank you name a restaurant in the bay area that you swear by is the best place to eat um i'm gonna choose a restaurant that i really like from my hometown okay that I think if you're ever here, that's where you got to go. There's a Caribbean um, restaurant called Backyard, and they serve jerk chicken. They serve plantains. They serve um, all like a lot of really good um, jerks, jerked spiced food and all kinds of awesomeness. And the place is just has a lot of like really cool people working there. Uh, the, the restaurant's super colorful. The food is excellent. And the food is very affordable. Uh, you, you'll walk out of there, you only spent like $10 or $12 for your meal. And you'll get a lot, especially if you got a combo. Wow, is this a sit-down place? This is a... It's a casual sit-down place. Oh, that's so cool. Honorable mentions would be two Mexican places called Iguana and La Victoria. And they're places you could get burritos. Um, La Victoria is known for having this, like, orange sauce that people like to buy bottles for i don't know what's in the i don't know what's in the bottle and -hmm. what it's made out of yeah but it's some sort of salty goodness like i admit the sauce is good gotcha but gotcha but my gripe about that place it's not it's definitely not the best mexican food you can get yeah yeah i see what you're saying yeah so those are that's my quick answer um for sure Back a yard with an A in the middle. (laughs) 
I I wonder why they spelled it like that. I don't know, but it's cool. Yeah, it's unique. Great place. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm sure it'll be the only thing you find when you go on Yelp or Google. Um, for me, I would say House of Prime Rib in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That place is really good. The I've steak, never been there before. Oh, man. See, you have to get a reservation like three months in advance. Oh, God. It's one of those places, but I've heard it's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. It, I've only been there once, and it was for my mother's birthday in 2013, and it was really, really, really good. Like, they serve your meat in, like, silver trays, and they, like, they, they'll cart your food over to you from the kitchen, and they'll, like, lift mm-hmm. the silver tray out, and then, like, your meat's right there. Like, your steak or your prime rib is right there, and you're like, oh, man. And it's so good. Like, uh, they cook it just the way you want. And it comes with like some side, like comes with like potatoes and and other veggies, and it's it's a really great place. Of course, you're gonna pay for what you eat, and it's it's pretty pricey. And honestly, like I, if you're ever in the Bay Area, or you're planning a trip to go to the Bay Area, and you want to go to House of Prime Rib, like like try look up when you can reserve next. Like I may be exaggerating when I said three months in advance, but I think that's correct. I'm not sure. I'll have to double check that. Um, for sure. Two other places that I'd like to shout out are Baldos in Fairfield. Fairfield's kind of where Dude, I grew up. Dude, you know it's fun. You know it's pretty funny. I've What's actually up? been there before. Really? <laughs> I've. I'm not even kidding. I've been there. Um, like it was like I'm not kidding. It was 2 a.m. at night because it's yeah. 24 hours, correct? It yeah, it's 24 hours. Okay, it's 24 hours. I totally got the um the fries one time in college. Oh yeah, that place like, is we good. Dro- like we drove there just for that. Wow, you guys are crazy. <laughs> it's not even as it wasn't even that bad. It was only like twenty five minutes away. Yeah, yeah. It's just like driving in the middle of the night to go just to Baldos. Like holy crap. But I yeah. know. College college makes you do some crazy things for food. I so can, No, I, I can't deny that either. Like I did some crazy <laughs> things for food too. Like I'm not being a hypocrite at all. Like my my, my roommate and I my ex roommate and I, we would go to like we would go to like Burger King or or like Nations hamburgers at like midnight or two a.m. just to grab a bite to eat because we're crazy. Yeah, um, but that's crazy. I I totally like. I love that place. That place is good. Yeah, that place is awesome. And I, I it used to be a Dairy Queen, but then it didn't do well. And then like in the early in the early two thousands. Oh, wow. I know, right? Yeah. And then the in, in the early two thousands, it became a Baldos, and I think that was the first one. And then they opened another one in Vallejo. And okay. that one isn't as good as the one in Fairfield. Got so it. all my fair, all my Vallejo friends were really excited when they found out Baldos was opening in Vallejo. And then they went there and they're like, oh, this place sucks. And then they went to the Fairfield one. And they're like, yeah, this one's much better. I was like, yeah. man, you guys drove like 15 minutes just to get to like one that's already in your hometown. But, you know, I understand. Probably different cooks, you know, different ingredients or whatever. But yeah, yeah, for the most part, shout out to Baldos. And then another Yay. place I want to give another mentioned to is Yosushi in Fairfield and Vallejo. The Fairfield one's much better. Again, Fairfield cuisine seems to be much better than that of Vallejo's. Um, mm-hmm. Yosushi is pretty awesome. It's like this little sushi joint on North Texas and uh, North Texas Street in Valle- in, uh, in Fairfield. And yeah. they, they actually, recently a car ran into the, the small like restaurant. It sucks. Oh my God. Yeah, like it destroyed the restaurant, but then they rebuilt it recently. So they reopened and it was, yeah, they're doing, they're doing better now. Like they have a bigger space, which is what they needed. Um, okay. But yeah, they were hit by a drunk driver, which, which sucked because my parents love going to that place. Uh, they give you more fish than rice, which I really, really like about them. And... Uh, overall, they're just a really solid sushi place. Like they're pretty, it's pretty reasonable. I think it's like sixty rolls for fifty bucks or forty bucks or something. Oh, that's a yeah. So it's like nine or eight dollars per roll. 
Yeah, yeah, it's That's not bad. Good. Yeah, no, it's I awesome. Agree. And yeah, su- super awesome place. I'm glad you guys are back. Yo, Sushi, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm glad you guys are back. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. I'm always down for nice. some yos. I'm always down for some yos whenever yeah. I can. Uh, yeah, so those are my two, my th- three answers. Awesome. Oh, God. I have to. Okay, this is my last. I have sure. to add these two restaurants. Go ahead. Go the ahead. There are two breakfast places in San Jose. One of them is called Scrambles, and the other one's called Bill's Cafe. Ooh. And they're just like your typical breakfast food diner stuff but um there's two there's two things that kind of distinguish um them bill's cafe they have really good eggs benedict Ooh. and uh, the one that i get is the crab cake benedict that one uh has always been good, consistently good when i go there and then scrambles they're known for really huge plates and they give you a lot of sides oh that's awesome so yeah and like you go to Scrambles, you get three sides and your main dish, and it's only like $13. You're making me hungry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm making myself hungry. I'm going to have to go out there. I'm like, that sounds really good. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, for real, though. There's a place like that yeah. in San Francisco. I think it's called Maple um, Ma- Ma- Maple's- Maple Story. I think it's called Maple Story. <laughs> Oh no. my god. I don't know what it's called. I wanna call I wanna call it Maple Story. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel bad for like mispronouncing the name. I don't remember what it's called. Uh I forgot. Maple Bacon? No, not Maple Bacon. I forgot what it's called. Maple Story? Uh it's near Japantown. And it's a brunch place and it's so good. Like you put bacon on anything. It's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well if you remember the place you can mention it like later on the podcast or like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> like I, I suddenly in the beginning of the next podcast, I'm like, oh my god, I remember <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah, that's yeah. a, that's probably gonna happen, but that's okay. No, but like honestly, brunch places make really, really, really good. Like, like they just like it's hard to go wrong with a brunch place. Just and this say. is where I'm gonna go a little bit more aggressive on this. There are really good brunch places that you can go to that do not overcharge brunch for like twenty dollars a meal. Really? Because that seems to be like the most popular thing going on right now. People go to like, really expensive brunch places. Yeah. And I'm just kind of, and I'm just kind of like, nah, man. <laughs> There's so much brunch you can get for cheap, but yeah. like still have a good aesthetic if you're if, if you're looking for that in a restaurant and having really quality food. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, sweet maple. Sweet maple is the name of it. There you go. <laughs> sweet maple. It's not at the beginning of the next podcast. <laughs> it's it's on Sutter Street. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So if you go look up Sweet Maple in San Francisco, it's a pretty rad brunch place. Awesome. Yeah. So Little Tangerine says, how far are you two playing Yakuza Kiwami? I got to the part where you find out about Mizuki and how she's relevant. Do you two think you know how the storyline is going to go? Because I can't. Please cover predictions for the ending of the game. Wow. This is a loaded question. I know. So I'm gonna. Um. Before I'm just gonna declare this right now. I am. I finished chapter eight, which chapter eight explains more of how Nishiki got to where he was today, which does explain stuff about Mizuki. But the with this question, I don't know how. Like, if that's what they're referring to. Right, and I just uh, started chapter seven. Yeah. So I am literally at the beginning and. I don't remember where I have to go. I have oh, I have to go to the tattoo artist. That's why I have to go. And um I haven't gotten to the part where you find out about Mizuki and how she's relevant. 
Oh, tra- chapter seven's a really important chapter, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I haven't. I was gonna play it earlier today, but I got sidetracked. Um, I might, I might play it tomorrow. Um, I think I will. No, I will play it tomorrow. Let's put it that way. Uh, okay. so they also ask, do you know how the storyline is going to go? Because they can't, and please cover predictions for the end of the game. Okay, I'll be honest right now, Elisa. Yeah. I think Nishiki's gonna die. Like, you think he's actually gonna die, die? Yeah, I think he's really gonna die, die. Oh. Like, I think he's... I mean, to, he wasn't even in the trailers for Yakuza Kiwami 2, so I, I assume he's dead. <laughs> oh my god, well, when you say it like that... <laughs> oh, I mean, like, but, I'm just speculating. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, but now that, now that... You know, I have a really funny story. Sure. Oh god. Real quick sidetrack. So, um... I was watching the Fast and Furious series, oh and my I, God. I was watching it in order, but I was watching it late in the game. And so I think I got to the fifth one where, um, Letty, 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 Lenny? Letty, Let- Lenny's Letty. a character from Mario, but yeah, Letty. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where Letty dies. And then I wasn't tripping, and someone asked me, oh man, like, how do you feel about that? And she's like, I don't think she's dead. And <laughs> And they go, why? And and then I said, because I saw her in the seventh trailer. I'm actually surprised she's, she's <laughs> dead in this. And then he, he got so mad at me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, really? he was just like, no, no, no. But like in like a joking way, he was like, what? Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's actually really funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, when you put it like that, if he's not even in the second trailer... I mean, well, even be before com- that, before that, I just, I just felt like he was gonna die. Okay. I don't know why. Oh wow. I just like. To me, I- go ahead. I go thought. Ahead. He- oh. Okay. I actually thought he was gonna go to jail. I didn't think he was gonna be dead, dead though. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because, but um, my theory is just based on the fact that. Um, he's gone batshit crazy and is killing people. So. Yeah, and then I think that's where uh, Kiryu's gonna be like, "I have to put you down, my brother." And then oh. they're gonna, they're gonna fight. They're gonna have this oh really epic battle. I feel like they're gonna have a really epic battle, and then obviously Nishi's gonna die from the battle. Oh, I know it's gonna be heart wrenching because we just came off of Zero where they had that really but like, Kiryu doesn't moment. kill people. How could he kill his best friend forever? Maybe someone else might kill him. Like they like in the ending of Zero, like when all the generals are fighting, or all the lieutenants are fighting you. Yeah. You know, like they all died from like like the assassin or like you know their wounds or someone else. Like an ex machina will come in and save you, but kill them. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, I don't want Nishiki to die. He's actually one of my favorite characters so far, and it would suck. God, if these fucking people! I swear to God, I, man, if you played Yakuza when it first came out in two thousand five, and you just played this, you would have been like, Nishiki, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. I'm not rooting for you. But the fact that I played Yakuza Zero, I'm hella rooting for him right now. I'm yeah. just like, he's gonna change. He's <laughs> everything's gonna be okay. And Kiryu's back. Everything's gonna be better now. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, God. Yeah, I mean, like, there's you. Did you play all the songs in karaoke? Yeah. You know, what's what's the, no, no, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where they show clips of Zero and they're like together, and I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> like memories, memories from February." <laughs> I know, <laughs> but how could you? Oh man, it, I mean, it would be a crazy ending. 
it would have been a pro an appropriate ending if he dies. I mean, no, actually, I was about to say a main character hasn't died yet, but then I was like, wait, like three people have died. Oh yeah, no, three people like straight up died so far. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they weren't as hard hitting as as Nishiki. Yeah. Or I mean, if he does die, not as Nishiki because he isn't dead yet. But or if he is dead at all, he might go to jail, like you said. I hope he goes to yeah. jail. I mean, that sounds really messed up, but like, I hope he goes to jail over dying is what I'm trying to say. Uh, see, man, now that you've, I feel like you can't. I can't go back anymore. It no, would, it you makes have the most to. Most sense if he dies. Play, <laughs> play, uh, play like side missions forever. Play side games forever. <laughs> this makes me sad. <laughs> Um. All right. Our next question is from Hooded Dude. They say finish Yakuza Zero this weekend. What a game! I agree. Thank you for covering the series. Very few yes. podcasts do. Looking forward to playing Kiwami soon. You'll enjoy it, man. It's crazy that you guys haven't played Skyrim yet. Keep updating us, Elisa. Smiley face. Been to the Thieves Guild yet? It's my favorite group to join, as I like to. As I like playing a stealthy rogue. My question is: If you're only getting to Skyrim now, have either of you played The Witcher Three? Best game. They've said that in parentheses. And they're saying, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Thank you. Now, first to answer that question. Um, so my update with Skyrim is I'm already in the Thieves Guild now. So I think uh, what his name is Bryn, Brinjol or something like that. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce the names in Skyrim. But he, I got indicted to the guild by stealing the money. Or not stealing the money, um, collecting the debt, my bad. And I've been doing a few missions already. So it's really interesting because with the Thieves Guild, you don't kill anyone when you're um, doing any of your plans. And there's like, you have to be very careful about it. For example, the very first mission that I had to do when I was in the Thieves Guild was you have to, uh, you had to steal, I think, money or some treasure from these three houses. But... The, you couldn't completely burn down their houses. You have to actually set, like, these three beehives on fire, which would set part of the house on fire. Like, it, like very, like, detailed, meticulous plans. Wow. Yeah, I know. And it, it's it's really cool if you're into that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, into the more, like, strategic, stealthy type role-playing game. And I will say... You can totally fuck up these missions and fail them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have totally failed one of them on accident, of course. And I and they, I couldn't even repeat it. Oh, that's one thing I realized about this game. You can't repeat missions that you failed. <laughs> <laughs> unless, that, unless they're actually part of the storyline where you fail them. Wow, that is... I mean, that's... Yeah, damn, so... Good on you, Bethesda. It's pretty, um, it's pretty crazy, but... Yes, I am part of the Thieves Guild now. In regards to where I am on the map, um, the Thieves Guild is in an area called Riften. And along with that, I also traveled to this area called the Dawn Guard, and then that's that's where this vampire group is. I'm also joining... I'm basically joining all kinds of things. I'm a werewolf, too. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm in all kinds of guilds. Shout out to werewolves. werewolves if you're listening and you're a lichen, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah straight up like i'm joining like all kinds of guilds very so. cool very cool that's awesome yeah and they're fun and um it it's definitely a challenge are you making any friends in these guilds especially yeah <laughs> um pretty much any guild that i join you can talk to any of them 
and some people like for at the bird and the bee bar um in Riften, like you can ask people to join your party and they'll be your companion which is cool. cool to answer your next question i have not played the witcher 3 and i have not played any witcher but i do know and understand how awesome that game is i'm with you i've never I've, i'm exactly the same way yeah I've seen a bunch of videos to know how, like, awesome and cool-looking it looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, doesn't it take, like, 200 hours to beat that game? <laughs> I, I don't know about overall story, but I just... The game overall, I think, yeah, it's 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 a long game. Like, just doing everything, I think, is, it takes 200 hours. Maybe more, depending on how fast or slow you play the game. That game looks really awesome, and especially because I'm getting into Skyrim and getting into, like, this whole um, open-world early um type of game um it looks more attractive to me than it did in the past gotcha gotcha if i'm into playing another long game i would definitely play this game i still need to play skyrim and yeah i can't i can't believe myself either hooded dude like i haven't played skyrim yet and i i need to pick it up and play it but i'm waiting for that i mean in your Steam defense sale. you've played morrowind uh, it's not like you've never played an elder scrolls game yeah before. i played morrowind and, and oblivion back to back and those were really fun i guess i just got burned out with those that style of game and i just wanted to move on to something more linear maybe i should just wait for the witcher 4 if that ever comes out well then that then uh, witcher 3 would be on sale and it'll be much cheaper yeah, that's true. Because The Witcher 3, I think, came out in, like, 2014 or 2015. Which means that there's got to be one in production. Yeah. Somewhere. The studio behind it, CD Projekt Red, is very famous for releasing all of its DLC for free. And just being, like, yeah. the, the player's game. The player's developer, if that makes any sense. Yeah. How much is Witcher 3? I'm looking it up. I'm really curious. Witcher 3 is... Currently, depending on where you get it, it could be $10, it could be $20, or it can be $45. What? <laughs> Why is it expensive? I don't know. Ask GameStop. <laughs> Stupid GameStop. <laughs> yeah, it's like 40 on Steam, I think. And they came out two years ago. Oh, yeah, it's 40 For sure. It's 50 if you buy the Wild Hunt Game of the Year edition. Mm-hmm. How much is it for PS4? Is it even for PS4? Oh, that's a good point. 30 bucks. It's like 40 bucks is the same price. What the hell? I do yeah. like... Oh! Go ahead. So they did announce that The Witcher 4 is happening. Oh. So, to answer... so I might actually just wait for The Witcher 4 to come out. Are they all connected or are they standalone? So I do think it's the, it's revolved around the, ma like the same character. His name is Geralt. Yeah. And, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Okay. So. Cool. Um, I, yes. I also want to point out that Yoda Dude said that uh, thank you for covering the Yakuza series because very few podcasts do. And you'll enjoy Kiwami, Yoda Dude. You'll enjoy Kiwami a lot. Yeah. It's not as loaded as Zero. Definitely. But there's a lot to do in Kiwami. And it's definitely shorter, too. Yep. Hence the $30 price tag, which is fine by me. Honestly, like a Yakuza game that's less than 60 bucks, like, hell yeah, I'm all for it. Oh, really random. Um, so you're in chapter seven. Yeah. Did you ha did you have um the day with Haruka yet? I did not. I just started it, so I'm still looking for the 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 tattoo artist. Okay, this is like not a spoiler, really. 
But there's going to be a scene where you're waiting on something. And during that wait, you can do whatever you want hanging out with Haruka. And Haruka has her own karaoke song. Oh my god, I can't wait. That's going to be so fun. <laughs> yeah, and as you can imagine, it's the super poppy J-pop song. Oh man, can you go? It's everything you've imagined. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> too can... bad that, but too bad that freaking song is difficult. It's really hard. <laughs> I mean, I expect no less. I, I, I must be like musically game challenged because I can't get out really high score on any of the music games because I'm so distracted by the background that I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I want to watch it, but I also want to play. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, one of the biggest secrets to perfecting like the dance game or the karaoke game with this is uh, making sure that your controller is connected um, via cord and you're not um, connected via Bluetooth. Oh. Because there is a, there's a slight lag um, when your controller is away like you'll like try karaoke with um your usb plugged in you'll notice like a much more significant difference in um response rate okay sure yeah i'll check it out yeah uh so we have a last question here from anonymous and they say hi there discover this podcast on itunes and really enjoying it then i discovered the website and loved reading your articles would you two ever consider actually working in the video game industry for a studio? You two would be awesome. For a lighthearted question also, name five songs you're currently listening to. Wow. <laughs> that is a loaded question. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Definitely a lo- definitely a loaded question and to kind of to just answer your your first question, so my answer is that's actually the industry that I'm trying to get into. So that is actually my end game. And I, I'm more of, like, on the production side, like, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't want to do Twitch stuff, but I want to, I, working for Twitch would be awesome, but I do want to work in a video game company or, like, in, in, the, in the industry in general, because I think it would be cool. Um, but honestly, it's it's not my end game, personally. It, it's something I kind of want to try out and just see if I like it or not. But I would be open to yeah. working in in the video game sector one day. If, if an opportunity came up where they offered me a job in the video game industry, I think I would take it. And if it fit well, yes. what I wanted to do. And then they say, name five songs you're currently listening to. Okay, hold on. I have to look at my phone. <laughs> I have to look at my phone, too. Uh, okay. Man. All right. Well, I can definitely say one of the songs I'm listening to is Bakamitai from the Yakuza series. Because <laughs> I really like, I actually really like that song. <laughs> yeah. It's a good song. Uh, that's number one for me. Number two is uh, this song by this hip-hop group named M-Flow, and they're from Japan. And the song is called Let Go. And it's a, it's kind of a ballad with rap, and I, I really like it. It's about, like, revealing your feelings to that person. Uh, just look at the music video. It's pretty cool. I, unless I've been listening to a lot of Japanese songs. Oh, I, I, another two other songs. I've been like the three and four would be one is "Congratulations" by Post Malone featuring Quavo. <laughs> uh, the other, the fourth song is um, "Deja Vu" by Post Malone as well, featuring Justin Bieber. <laughs> is it? What song's that? Is it on the radio? I don't know. It's on this. It's on this album. It's on his album Stony, mm-hmm. and I really like that album. The fourth song that I'm listening to is 
Oh man, I have to look up the English title, but it's by this band called Gesu no Kiwami Otome, and they're a Japanese band. Hold on, I have, I know the song. At least if you can go while I'm looking this up. <laughs> I can wait. Okay. Because my answer is going to be really quick. I actually have the songs up already. <laughs> Alright, awesome. Yeah, I, I like this band, Gesu no Kiwami Otome, because like it's two guys and two girls, and they... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, alternative funk? Alternative... Alternative? <laughs> is that is that a genre? Is that a genre? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> alternative just in general. Yeah, alternative is a genre. Alternative, alternative J-pop. Alternative J-pop. Yeah, uh, the song is called "Romance Is Lavish." And that is a very, very. That's a title. Yeah, in in Japanese, it's called "Romance ga ariamaru," and it means "Romance is Lavish," and it's about I think it's about cheating on someone, uh, if oh, I remember. Wow. And um. The the main singer of the band actually was caught in a cheating scandal. It's kind of ironic. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so that's what this is named after? No, this is actually before, like years before. <laughs> like, his, what was art, it? Im, what it? art imitates life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so those are the My Five. My Five songs. Um, I actually just pulled up my... um, I pulled up my Spotify, and here are the last five songs that I added... Uh, to my playlist so and now that and i'm looking at it it's like wow that's a variety all right <laughs> so i have a quavo song too except this quavo songs with liam payne from one direction it's stripped that down never heard it's it. the party song i've never heard it i have to look it up later <laughs> yeah it's a, it's actually like a really good party song okay okay yeah and then i have um schoolboy q and anderson pack um blank face i really like that song a lot I've been listening okay. to the EP for um, School by Q, and it's it's a really good album for anyone who likes hip hop. Um, I also have two. Uh, I have two um, songs by uh, Punjabi MC. <laughs> wow, nice, yeah, very like, nice. Like, there's so much variety here. Um, so one of the songs is Gora Gora, and the other song is called uh, Jogi. Okay. Okay. And. And then the last song I have is by BTS, and they're a Korean band, and the name of the song is called DNA. If you know Elisa, you know she likes her K-pop. Oh, hell yeah. Also, also her, uh, her, um, J-Cell brothers. <laughs> I like international music. Same. I like listening to bands all over the world. Uh, when we, when you and I and our other friend went to LA, or our coworker Donovan, mm -hmm. you, I think everyone's heard him on a previous podcast before in the background. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. You, you, you were with the DJ at one point on a road trip, and you played a bunch of international music, and it was really cool. Oh yeah, that was a good time because everyone had their own playlist, and they were just playing it whenever someone was driving. Yep, it was awesome. Yeah, those. Yeah, those were some good times. Good times. Yeah. So that those are my music, or those are my um, those are my five songs that I'm currently listening to. Nice. Very nice. Um, you can send song, not sense. I was gonna say you can send songs through the website. <laughs> don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't send us songs through the website. Send us YouTube videos via link through the website. <laughs> do not send us like actual music files. <laughs> oh yeah, not right now. No, now's so, not the time. So if you want to send us music, <laughs> if you want to send us music or questions or send us anything, um. Go to triangle-c.blog and just go to the contact and enter in your inf enter in your information or you don't have to enter in your information and just hit up what 
hit us up with a question or comment. Or you can go to any of our platforms and just comment on any of the podcasts or videos. And we will see it and we will respond to it on the next podcast. Correct. Yeah. That being said, I want to end. Um, I want to say one more thing before we end the podcast. Sure. Um. So I plan on finishing Yakuza Kiwami in October, and I'm gonna be um, out of commission for a few games, and I'm just trying to get um, some input by our fans. So I'm debating between two games to play. Um, and they're both generally long games. That's why I want to choose one for now. One of them's Neo, which, by the way, at TGS announced a collector's edition Damn. or a complete edition. And the other one is Nier Automata. All right. Yeah. So let me know and like provide your input on which game I should play. And um, I'll just see what has the highest number of votes and I'll play that game. Yeah, you should make like a poll or something, Elisa. Yeah, I'll make a poll on the website. Shout out to my brother. If you go to the website, triangle-c.blog, make sure you read his article about indie games. And as you heard on the previous podcast, he was, he was a delight to have, and we're going to have him back on real soon. I will probably finish Yakuza Kiwami in October as well, but that's going to be up in the air as I will be busy working on some other side projects, so I don't know exactly when I can finish it but i'll keep you updated elisa and we'll talk about it we'll do another spoiler cast i guess sounds good i mean we can basically like i know you're busy so we can just aim for the end of october and then record like the first week uh the spoiler cast of uh, first week of november the spoiler cast before i go to korea so yeah sounds good i know oh my god i'm so sorry so before i just read this um survivor is back on wednesday that's all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there you go. If you watch Survivor, give shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. This has been the 22nd episode of Downtime Podcast. I don't know about you, Elisa, but I'm feeling 22. That's my stupid joke. All right. I'm going to end Yay. now. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm feeling 25. <laughs> Yeah, that's our age. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to the uh, 22nd episode. Yes. Good night. We will talk to you all next week. <laughs>